everyone, this is Christina Savani, and this is Saved Save the Podcast. So we're going to jump right in with today's episode. I've titled, Oh, You Save Saved. Yeah, I said it like that on purpose. So let's jump right in. Saved Saved. What does that even mean? Well, the title of this podcast and the title of this episode actually happened in the same conversation with a person that didn't really know me very well. Um, I was out of town visiting some family, and we were having a small get-together at my cousin's house, and he had some people over that I didn't really know. And, you know, we're talking about different things, and all of us are around the same age. And um, one guy in particular kept asking me a few questions about, you know, things I like to do for fun. And I was just like, you know, I sit at the house, I go to church, I hang out with my friends. Um, That's about it. And he just kind of gave me this puzzled look. Uh, And then later on in the conversation, he offered me a mimosa. So for anyone who doesn't know what a mimosa is, um, it is a champagne-based drink with orange juice or any other juice uh, that you would like to add in. So he offers me this mimosa, and I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'll just drink orange juice. And so he gives me another strange look, and the next thing out of his mouth was, oh, you saved, saved. Like, I guess the refusal of this mimosa was like the straw that broke the camel's back with him to really realize that, like, my Christianity was, like, a big deal. Um, I guess before that, he thought that I was just all talk. I don't know. But at that moment, I was like, that's it. That is the title of my podcast saved saved like that extra over the top like you just add another level to what's already there you know most people will proclaim that they are saved you know they believe in God they believe in Jesus um, they believe that there's a heaven and a hell but when it comes to taking away their fun their alcohol their clubs their extracurricular activities their um, drugs, all of that, they're like, oh no, that's not the type of Christian that I am, but I'm saved though. So then you get someone like me or a lot of people that I hang out with and, you know, we are studying our Bibles and we are spending time with God and we're developing that relationship with God. And a lot of times when we do it so young, people are like, oh, you're going above and beyond, like, you're doing more than just going to church on Sunday, and maybe going to church on Wednesday, but like, you're really in this Christian thing, and that's not a bad thing, and so to me, like, he might have said it as a, oh, she like, really about this um, Christian life, and might have meant it negatively, but I took it as a badge of honor like yes I am saved saved and I am proud of it and so that is how this um podcast got its name and I think one of the reasons why it didn't affect me any type of way is because it wasn't the first time I had a conversation like that um I remember when I first decided to really live my life for God and 
people would say things like that, and I would be like, no, 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 like, I'm, I'm cool, like, let's go out and party, let's go out and drink, like, let's do all these things that I was doing before I really got into a relationship with God, because I didn't want to lose those people, but what I really found out was, in denying who I knew that I was, I was denying Christ, in denying who he had made me into, I was telling him that his work wasn't good enough and I still wanted to be in control. And so now I am proud to say that I am saved, saved. I am proud to declare it from the rooftop. So if you say that I got that extra level of Christianity or whatever you want to call it, then I am fine with that. And I hope that all of you out there listening are fine with that too, because that is one thing that we're going to showcase. We're going to showcase here on this podcast that it is okay to be saved, saved. And that doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. That just means that our world is so much better with Christ in it but in that beauty one thing that I found interesting is how so many people see that as the oddity um so many people I guess assume that you're supposed to just live it up in your 20s and your 30s and then finally just in your late 30s or your 40s, that's when you're supposed to just give it all to Christ and turn your life around, but just have as much fun as you want in those younger years because you're young and then slow down once you get older. But the Bible tells us that we are supposed to come to Christ like immediately. Like he didn't put an age limit on it. Jesus was 33 when he died. So imagine if we all had the same lifespan of Jesus and we just lived it up in our 20s and then we got three years to get it right. Like that's it. And the Bible tells us we don't know the day or the hour. So we can't just sit here and just live it up while we're young and then say, oh, I'll figure my life out later. Later may never come. And that was one of the realities that I had to come to is that later may never come. So I rather spend my now with the person that I know that is going to love me unconditionally. And that is Jesus Christ. But I still get those conversations from people of, oh, you're too young or you're wasting your 20s or you're going to regret not having more fun now. Or I remember uh, I actually had a lady tell me that I just needed to find a man and have a baby not find a man date him get married settle down for real with Christ at the center of our marriage and then have children with that one man and love that one man conditionally she was just like oh you getting up in your 20s and you need to have a baby before you get old I was like excuse you like, miss, um, no, I want to do it the correct way. And this is what I want. Like, this is the lifestyle that I want. And I believe so many young Christians are either afraid to say that or society has peer pressured them so much into believing that this isn't how we should live when God himself tells us that this is how he wants us he wants us in relationship with him he wants us to enjoy life enjoy it more abundantly in him 
And the only way we can do that is if we're completely sold out to him and hand him over the keys to our life to where he has full, complete control and access. And that is what it means when we say Jesus is Lord and Savior. So when we get saved, that extra saved is saying that Jesus is Lord and it's saying that he has complete and total control of our life. And when I came to that realization, that's why I chose to stop doing a lot of the things that I was doing before I fully surrendered to God. Um, Because I never want anything to have more control over me than God has control over me. And I know that when I drink, alcohol has more control over me than God. When I partake in any substances that may be legal or not legal, those things have more control over me than God. When I am in the wrong relationship with someone who's not equally yoked, that relationship might tend to have more control over me than God. And so I decided that I needed to give him full and total access. And for me, that meant not doing any of those things. For me, that meant that I couldn't jeopardize the area that I had gotten to with Christ by putting myself in a situation that would get me back to the old Christina that he washed away when I accepted him as Lord. Um, And I remember that moment so clearly. I was at a conference and I could feel God washing over me. And it was in that instance, it was kind of like my aha moment of this is it for me. Like whatever else I was doing and I thought that that was working was not working because here I am with tears in my eyes, with my hands up in the air, just telling God how much I love him and I never want to be without him or this feeling ever again. And that I would say was my saved, saved moment. And like, the thing is, I love my life this way. I couldn't even imagine it any other way than what it is now. Like, I can't even fathom going back to the old Christina. I can't fathom trying to handle things on my own instead of going to prayer first. I can't even think or imagine a life where I don't hear God's voice. And if I ever get to that point where I don't hear his voice anymore... I know that's time to rush back to prayer. I know that's time to rush back to my Bible. But that doesn't mean that I'm not also a 20-something. My Christianity is the number one thing in my life, but it doesn't negate the fact that I am still a 20-something, that I am still single, that I am still rising in my career. It doesn't negate any of those things. It just makes it mean that I look at those things differently. Because I look at Christ first. I look to see literally what would Jesus do? What would he want me to do in this situation? How would he want me to navigate this? And I give him access to those areas of my life that I didn't give him access to before. That's what it means to be saved, saved. It's literally just calling Jesus Lord, handing him over the keys, hopping in the backseat. And it's like, wherever you take me, I'm going. That's how we got to this podcast. It was a, all right, God, what's my next move? 
and he said, we're doing a podcast, and I was like, no, um, and he was like, no, we're doing a podcast, and I was like, no, no, um, no one wants to hear my voice, no one wants to hear what I have to say, uh, people are gonna think that I'm just being holier than thou, and I'm on my high horse, um, saying how much better I am than anyone else, and he was like, no, I'm gonna give you the grace, and I'm gonna give you the love to give it to people in a way that they are going to receive it, and they're gonna know that it's genuine, and no one's gonna care that you have a country accent, or that you're super proper at times and that your inflections change or that you have a little giggle when you talk they're gonna care about the fact that you are so bold and loving of me that they're going to draw closer to me and I was like okay if you say so and I didn't do anything um But God always has a way of, if you truly declare that he's Lord, he has a way of getting you to be obedient, even if you don't want to be obedient. Um, And that's another reason why, like, once you choose this, like, it's, it's a done deal. And so when people tell me that I should be acting like a normal 20 something or I should be having more fun or I should be doing this or I should be doing that and I'm like guys that's not even me like it would feel unnatural to try and force myself into that role that is not me anymore um so I'm okay when someone says that oh you too saved for me or oh you taking this Christianity thing so seriously because I am because it means my life and my life everlasting and that is the most serious thing ever to me so I'm okay with that uh, <laughs> I'm okay with sitting in my closet right now and recording this for you guys to listen to I'm okay with the fact that there are so many people out here that are not like me and you know, I'm okay with the fact that I have a little bit more peer pressure than other people because I'm not the norm. But I don't want to be normal. Normal's boring. Normal is the headaches and the unnecessary tears and the unnecessary stress and trying to figure out everything on your own. Normal is trying to navigate this crazy world that we live in on your own. And I've been there. And it sucks, and it's boring, and it's painful, and it's just so much easier to fall at his feet, make a request, and be patient and wait for it. It's easier to cast your burdens and your cares onto God and just say, God, you got this because I don't, because I should probably put that on my wall because I say that so often like all right God and some people might even say that that is you know too informal saying I God I mean if it's something very serious I'm going to go with the respect and authority but I know I have the relationship to be like I Jesus um 
it's Christina. And I don't have this. I don't want to have this. I don't have this. And I know that you got this. So I know you're going to figure it out because I can't. And anytime I can't just automatically figure something out, that means that it's your turn. Um, so you got this and I don't, and I'm okay with knowing that I don't. And you guys wouldn't even understand like the peace that that brings, like just saying, I don't got this in all the incorrect English ever. I know if my mom is listening to this, she's probably like cringing right now because she's an English major, but being like, I don't got this and God, you do. That is saying that Jesus is Lord. That's saying that he is your Lord and Savior. And that's really, you know, professing that you are saved, saved. Is coming to that humble state of, I don't got this. Um, Maybe I should have titled this episode, I don't got this, instead of, oh, you saved, saved. But it's just one of those realizations that I came to and it makes me comfortable in those conversations with people. It makes me comfortable to tell them that, no, I don't want to go to a smoke-filled club where I'm shoulder to shoulder with people and I'm expected to put on this tight, uncomfortable dress that I can't breathe in with these super high heels and I'm probably going to bust my butt in later and get ogled by random men that I don't know and being hot and sweaty and uncomfortable when I could actually be at home in some super oversized pajamas on my couch watching Netflix eating Oreos. Like that sounds 10 times better to me. And it's not to knock anybody that enjoys those things. I mean, if you do, you do. But I don't. I don't enjoy not having control of myself when I'm under the influence of other things. I don't enjoy the normal. I enjoy my time with Christ. And for anyone that's listening that feels that way, like, it's okay. Like, no one is saying that that's anything wrong with it. And I think we need to get to a point to where we are loud and proud about it. And I love to look down my timeline on social media and seeing all of these different people from different age ranges, you know, teenagers and young adults and older people just declaring their love for God and declaring that he is Lord and he has total, complete control and access over their life. It is so beautiful because I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to do that because not everyone's going to accept it. Not everyone is going to be okay with the lifestyle change, especially if you haven't always been that way. And if you have always been that way, you've gotten these challenges your whole life of people saying, live a little, have more fun. But it's so worth it. Um, I remember when I finally gave my life to Christ, for real, for real, um, like I always tell people, because uh, I tried once when I was like a teenager and like I backslid in like six months, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but when I finally like, in my early 20s was like, yes, 
God, this is where I want to be, like, at your feet. Um, I wasn't comfortable in it because it was so new and awkward and I wasn't sure how to navigate it. And I'm still on some days not sure how to navigate it and not sure if I'm making the right choices or if I'm saying the right things or if people are receiving it the right way. But in the beginning, oh my gosh, it was so uncomfortable. And I just got to a point where it still, even in that uncomfort, was more comfortable than trying to do life on my own. Even in not knowing what my friends who knew me before would think or not knowing what the guy that I was dating would think now that I've changed the rules or not knowing how to navigate my coworkers or not really knowing like where to start studying the Bible or how to really dig in deep in prayer. Not knowing any of those things was so uncomfortable and so scary, but it was still better. Um, I hope that makes sense um, when I say that. And I tell people all the time, like, I got to a point to where running wore me out and giving it all up to him gave me peace of mind and let me rest. And people are like, well, people are going to deem you this way or that way. And I'm like, I don't care because what I care about now is Christ and my relationship with him and that's what matters like I've said before you know Jesus is what matters Jesus is Lord and that uncomfortable feeling is probably never gonna go away um even when you know I give like messages now like I am like a ball of sweat at the end of it but I'm still thankful for where he has me now. I'm still thankful for the opportunities that I have in him and the relationship that I'm building with him and the relationships that he's placed in my life because of the relationship I have with him. Um, things are better. Things are not perfect, but things are better. And I'm so proud to be saved, saved. I'm so proud to be giving you guys this podcast and to be sitting here and sharing my thoughts with you all and just letting God shine and loving him through it all because this is a bumpy, rocky road that we are all figuring out together. But with Jesus in control, we got this. We got this because he got this because we didn't have it. Uh, that was a lot, but I hope you guys understood that. And just to wrap up, um, if anyone who is listening doesn't know what it means to be saved, it means in Romans 10 and 9, God says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10 and 10 says, For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So basically, it starts with the heart, which is the center of everything, and it starts with the mind. 
when those two things align that Jesus is Lord, meaning he's in complete and total control of your life and that he rose from the dead to save us from all of our sins, then that's it. There's no special ceremony. There's no special like altar call. There's no laying of hands. There's no, you have to speak in tongues or you have to be baptized. It starts with the heart and the mind. So if you truly and honestly believe in your heart and you confess it, simply saying, Lord, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. You raised us from the dead. You saved us from our sins. That's it. That's it. It's not as hard and complicated as people make it out to be. Like, that's it. And then once you're saved, you're saved. Like, that's it. You saved. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to make it any more simpler than that, you guys. <laughs> like... I know people have heard, you know, all these crazy things of what you have to do to get saved or I'm working out my salvation. Nah, you're saved. If you got it in your heart and your mind and you confess it, that's it. But when it says getting it in your heart and your mind, you truly have to believe it. Um, I remember that I was actually watching this TV show and this girl could tell if someone was lying. And so it was really crazy because she had two people that had conflicting stories in front of her. But she couldn't tell who was lying because they both believed that they were telling the truth. So that just shows you the power of your mind and the power of what you believe in. So that's why it's that simple. That's why it's that simple to say, you know, people can believe lies all day. And believing the truth is just as simple. If you truly and honestly believe it in your heart and your mind, you are saved. Confess that thing out. Say that I'm saved. Say that Jesus is Lord. Say that he died for our sins. And that is it. And then to that next level, really acknowledging Jesus as Lord and then you're saved, saved and you can join the Save Save crew and you can just rock out with us on this podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and we are looking forward to the next and love you guys. This has been Saved, Saved, period. <laughs>